0: Welcome to the second, third, the third Mock Draft episode of a Colts Podcast. My name's Brandon and I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moritz. The second year we'll be streaming live uh, this Friday, probably going to start that stream at 6.30 Eastern, about a half an hour before the show starts. We're going to regret it like we did last year um, (laughs) and wait another 45 minutes for the first pick. But... You know, So maybe we'll push back to seven. We'll talk about it. We'll see. But hello, Andrew, my pal, my friend. How's your week been? Feels like, has it been two weeks? Feels like it's been two weeks. My goodness.
1: It's only, it's been less than a week. Because I think, yeah, no, it's been about a week. Been about a week. But I'm oh, doing great, man. The draft is here. The, the months of pouring through film, looking at 40 times, looking at verticals. It's it's all come to a conclusion. Now it's time for the teams to make their picks. And for the Indianapolis Colts, they've got a lot of holes to fill. No first round pick, but they have they should need to add a receiver. There's a hole at tight end with the WWJD retirement. There can be depth added all along the defense and on the offensive line. Colts have a lot of holes to fill, and it's uh it's 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 gonna be an exciting three days starting tomorrow night. Uh, just seeing what happens. So I'm excited. Excited to talk some prospects and uh, release our mock draft tonight.
0: Absolutely. And of course, Andrew, um, we want everybody to go follow us on all of our socials. Uh, at a Colts Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh iron some interns this summer. We're gonna have a TikTok. Gonna have a TikTok. Uh, no idea. I mean, I can't wait to see them. Uh Try to fumble to put videos uh, together on TikTok. That's going to be very entertaining for me. Um, it's also going to be very convenient having some little uh, production minion uh, assistance. Uh, so that'll be fun for me. Also, make sure to go follow or go check out Last Chance, you know, before tomorrow starts the Indy Draft Guide. Well, before Friday, really, um, in regards to the Colts, but awesome little collection of information on players, um, especially. In positions pertaining to what we think the Colts might uh, be looking for this year in the draft, use the promo code Draft to save one dollar. Uh, which, by the way, it's like over ten percent off. It's a hell You're of a deal. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Hell of a deal, um, Andrew. So, like you said, we both. I mean, just grueling, grueling over film in forty times. Uh, both of us writing articles upon articles. Oh yeah. Hard work I've been putting in. Um my favorite time of year. I'll be honest. Okay. First year, last two years, you know, it felt like we, you know, it helps having a first pick. Uh, but first year I definitely put a lot of work in, even though I was working, uh, because it was our first one. You know, I was excited. I had never entrenched myself in the draft before. Uh last year I didn't have a job. You know, so plenty of time to to do all this, right? Uh, this year, no first round pick, uh, full time job again, and uh, you know, I didn't put the effort into it that I that I have in the past. But um, I think I made some made some good picks. I think I won't be too far off. Use my resources wisely. I'm sure Andrew will uh, do a slightly better job than me today. That is fair. Uh, the Colts can bypass the QB position this year because they got Ryan and Ellinger. Uh, they need to draft by need. We'll see. It's not really the uh, the, the the motto of a, of a Chris Ballard. Andrew, I'm going to get this out of the way up front before we even start the first round mock. Um, one of my first thoughts watching when I started to watch uh, with the next pick today, and I won't go too far, um, was, you know what, with the way Jim Mersey's been, with the way you know we went after Matt Ryan the way the free agency has felt maybe somehow we make a splash and we lose picks but we get in the first round for somebody somehow some way after watching with the next pick i'm not feeling that way i think chris bowles still wants them picks
1: yeah, he wants them picks. He wants more shots at the dartboard. And and looking at this, because of this draft class specifically, there's a lot of guys. There really isn't that much, of, much fall off between the guys that you can get at pick 20 to pick 45 right it, it, the, it this class is really lacking in in like top and elite talent but it's got a lot of depth to it because and a lot of that's because of the extra the, the extra year afforded to these guys because of covid the extra year of eligibility there's a lot of guys that that are draft eligible this year so with a huge class comes a lot of different options you can find good players all throughout the draft and that's why i think maybe not the second round because, I mean, the Colts are still wanting to grab a premium player, and -hmm. they're in a spot to do that with their position in the second round. But maybe the third round, the fourth round, you could see possible tradebacks in that area so the Colts can acquire more picks in in the fourth, fifth, sixth round so that way they can get more shots at that dartboard like Chris Ballard always says. But I mean, we'll talk about with the next pick here in a little bit. But yeah, I, I I'm glad you did bring this up because I I do think trading back. We don't have any trade backs in our mock draft because they're just too hard to predict. But I would I would almost guarantee there's going to be a trade back at least once this weekend. The Colts have seven picks by the end of the
0: weekend. They're going to make more than seven selections. Maybe nine to ten. Could Honest God. I mean, could be, and then and then definitely uh, we'll pick up just like anybody else would. Some undrafted free agents, and one of those players will probably end up on the team. Um, tends to happen. So we're gonna start out though with the twenty twenty two. Um, and I got Colts mock up right now, but we're gonna go through round one of, uh, tomorrow night's draft and make our predictions again. Like Andrew said, we'll be making no, uh, trade predictions because it's it, it's just too insane and. Again, I just don't have uh the time nor the, the desire to predict trades. Um, I mean, geez, I, I already struggled enough. Like I'm like looking at this Kansas City 29, Kansas City 30 picks, and I'm like, what are they <laughs> what do you do in that <laughs> situation? You know what I mean? Uh we'll get I'll, I'll bring that up when we get down to it. Um a little more. But Andrew, let's get started. I think you've gotten to pick first every year. No, first year I picked first because he gave me the benefit of the doubt. I had never done anything like this before, but I believe the last two years um, you have won the coin toss and you have gotten to go first. Uh, I just would like to offer up a word of advice to you before we begin. Hey, and also don't be the guy that takes the shit in the four potties. All right. I, I I went in there. I about threw up. All right. Have a little bit okay. more. uh Have, some, hey, have and- <laughs> some decency. Don't be the guy for the potty. Um, Andrew, is such a classic. Candidate. And and again, you and you gave me some shit here. We'll take a little more time on these first few picks. um You gave me some shit here, looking at the PFF big board um and their draft op. You know, ideas here. You're going with a guy, and I'll let you announce him here. But this guy on on Pro Football Focus is not ranked in the top ten available draft picks. Mm-hmm. Is you go ahead and announce your pick, and I and I have questions.
1: So I'm going with the guy that maybe a couple weeks ago people didn't – I mean, he's been in the running for the number one pick. But as we've gotten closer, it seems like this is the consensus favorite going with edge Trayvon Walker from Georgia to the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one. He's a very long freak athlete. Didn't produce much in college, but, but Trent bulky, the GM for the Jaguars. He likes those, those long athletic freaks. So we've been talking about Aiden Hutchinson all off season about him going number one to Jacksonville. But in the end, I think Trent bulky is going to get his way and Walker will be a Jacksonville Jaguar tomorrow night.
0: Not the talk of the town is, is, uh, is Trayvon Walker? I mean, like, are you getting this from just intuition? I mean, or, or are we hearing some I'm things? I'm getting it. I'm getting it from people that I've talked
1: to, and the betting odds reflect it. Over the past couple days, Trayvon Walker has gone from plus one seventy five to minus three hundred as the odds on betting favorite for the number one pick.
0: We have? Do we have a uh, in in the uh, in the draft guide? Do we have? because i know that obviously we don't have any top picks the indie draft guide is a little more uh pointed at you know colts availability and whatnot do we have these guys ranked these top guys ranked in the indie yeah draft so
1: guide? we we have trayvon walker as our fifth rated edge rusher um here, but again it's 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 what Trent bulky likes the GM for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He likes those long athletic freaks okay. and and that's what Trayvon Walker is. So I, I think uh, just hearing from what I'm hearing from people around the league and, and watching the betting lines, I think Walker's
0: going number one tomorrow night. It's so awesome to be able to like, yeah, we're watching the betting lines on who's going to get picked at this position. That makes things, uh, very entertaining. Heavy betting favorite at number one says Stats Matt, as well as Colts Nation three six five uh, podcast. Apparently, so hello to you. Pick number two, Brandon. Number two, I, uh, I believe in this situation. Uh, I think probably we we've been saying this all off season as well. There's not a lot of high end quarterbacks in this draft at all, right? Um, I don't think we have one in the top 10, not even in the top 15. So, um, I think that the next big, like, popular name position, although this draft is very wide receiver deep, um, is going to be edge rusher. So I went with a, a, an edge rusher as well, and Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Um, the higher ranked guy that, that I think around the combine, we probably would have been predicting would have gone. Number one,
1: Aiden Hutchinson is an absolute baller. I mean, I think he had 14 sacks last year with Michigan. He's a local guy. He's a guy that, that has that mentality of going and biting your kneecaps off that damn Campbell loves. He's going to fit in very well in Detroit. And I think he'll be a starter for them
0: for the next 10 to 12 years. All right, Andrew, um, Doesn't look good for Quiddy Pay, that guy getting 14 cents last year. (laughs) I assume a very similar system.
1: Similar Um, system asks to do different things.
0: Sure. Okay.
1: That's fair. That's a good point. Uh,
0: Let's go number three, Houston.
1: Houston could go uh, quite a different ways. Uh, I've seen edge rusher. I've seen offensive tackle. In my opinion, I think they go offensive tackle. Uh, They've got Laramie Tumsall on one side, they need another guy for the other side or in case they let go of Laramie Tunsil down the road. So I'm going with uh Akeem. His name's kind of hard to pronounce. Akeem Equanu out of uh, NC State. Aquanu is is a, lo- a lot of people think he is the best tackle in this draft. Me personally, I'd probably go with the slight edge to Evan Neal, but I think Ikuanu can he can play inside, he can play outside you can put them all over the offensive line. So he's going to have great versatility for that Texans, that Texans team that really needs help all across the board.
0: Yep. And I, I was interested to see where they'd go as well, because that just feels like a team with a lot of needs. Um, But they seem to believe in their, their quarterback. So why not protect him? Uh, I, I wish the jets would do that same thing uh, with pick number four. Uh, Howard, just looking at rankings, looking at different mock drafts, and obviously watching all the tape that I've watched. It's hard to turn down players with talent. Um, I think this is maybe a best uh, best available here. And you called it a shocker, but you know I'm a ranking slave, uh, as put by the league uh, years ago. I'm going with a cornerback from DBU LSU, Derek Stingley Jr. Um, and and, and I looked. Honest to God, I, I was thinking offensive tackle. I was torn. I wanted to go uh, maybe with an Evan Neal or a Charles Cross, but I, there's something about those DBs from LSU. It's hard to turn them down, um, especially one of the top tier ones.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I don't mind Eric Stingley Jr. I think he's a great great cornerback. Uh, I said interesting because this whole draft process, it seems like the Jets have been enamored with the other top cornerback and Sauce Gardner all the entire process. So I think I think Derek Stingley, Derek Stingley Jr. is a great prospect. I think he's going to be one hell of a talent in the league. I just said it was interesting because I think if they do go cornerback, it'll probably be Sauce Gardner. So you're here in Sauce.
0: I am here in Sauce. All right. Well, you know what? People make mistakes. Maybe I did. We'll find out. Uh Andrew Pick number 5. Pick number 5,
1: the New York Giants, they need help along that offensive line. I again, I was torn. I see a lot of people going Charles Cross. This is where I kind of went with my personal rankings and I put Evan Neal out of Alabama as the pick there at number 5. A guy again that can play Uh, right tackle or left tackle he's got uh, experience at guard he can really do it all and he's just a a massive human being he's he's very fit he's very strong i think he was one of the the i think he was the top uh tackle in this class and i think the giants get a good one to pair on the opposite side of andrew thomas and a big
0: shout out hello to miss heidi we love you what's up heidi Um, I, I tweeted at her like five minutes before the show because she was liking some stuff. I was like, "How do you show up in the comments today?" And there she is. Um, so, I I mean, I I wouldn't put it past the Giants to to just draft a quarterback either. I,
1: don't, I that, don't think there's a lot of
0: big brain going on up there right now.
1: I mean, they've got a new they've got Brian Dable now, the, the, who was yeah. the offensive coordinator for the bi- for the Bills, now coming to the the Giants. I think. I haven't heard any quarterback stuff for out of yeah. the giants. I know.
0: Well, I mean, because Daniel Jones, is their quarterback, the owner said it. So I, I think so. I think he'll I, be the quarterback at least this year. At least I, I'd give him one year. I think he's got one year shot here to turn things around. Um, and then I kind of, who's Carolina need to protect, but I mean, you still, whoever's back there, you want to protect, uh, the quarterback Carolina. I have offensive tackle, Charles cross, uh, Mississippi state, like you said, uh, Evan Neal, Charles cross, a lot of back and forth there. They're both sec, correct. Mississippi state, mm-hmm. yep, sec, uh, tackle. So those are the guys that you want, uh, playing your big positions defensively or on the offensive line.
1: Yeah. Charles cross. Great pick. Uh, the Panthers don't have a second or third round pick this year, so they've got to make this one count. And that offensive line is just abysmal. I mean, I remember I'm talking to the guys from the four man rush podcast, um, huge Carolina Panthers podcast. And, and they, well, they, they don't necessarily like the quarterback situation. I think they think offensive line is the bigger priority. Go get a guy that can
0: be a starter for, for 10 plus years in Charles cross. Yeah, and if you can't get a guy this year to start at quarterback, you might as well protect the guy you got. Right, You know what I mean? I, why not? Um, Andrew, pick seven, another Giants pick.
1: Another Giants pick. If we were doing tradebacks, I'd probably suggest or probably – trade this one back. I think the Giants are interested in moving back in the draft. Since we're not doing that, I'm going to go with the other cornerback, other top cornerback on the board, Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. He's going to go to the uh, New York Giants. I think it's a great fit. He's a guy that can step in and be the number one corner from day one, especially with talks that James Bradbury, it could be on the move from the Giants. Sauce Gardner would be a really good pick for that
0: secondary. If you uh, had to guess who would trade up for that spot, who would it be? I think it would probably
1: be a team that thinks Atlanta would take a quarterback. So I would say, I mean, I I, I already predicted that New Orleans would would possibly trade up for a quarterback. Um, Maybe Houston. Maybe Houston tries to trade up and get a quarterback. I, I would say one of those two.
0: New Orleans had uh would have a ways to go, but I think New Orleans is sitting in a spot where they, they they're not at much risk of missing out on a quarterback either. I mm-hmm. think and they've got a possibility there, but interesting idea. Um and then at number eight, I want I'll tell you, I, I, I did want to go quarterback here because I don't think Marcus Mario is the guy um to replace Matt Ryan. However, uh, you know, I kind of talked to you about this one. I said, What do you think Atlanta does? You said I think they should go get a guy outside, so that's what I did. Uh, I went with wide receiver Drake London, USC. Um, They're probably going to have another bad year, realistically. I mean, you got to look at it and go, do we have a high chance of success this year, especially after we lost the Sean Watson sweepstakes and lost Matt Ryan because of it? Um, Probably not and there's some, there's some higher-quality quarterback talent going to be in the draft next year. Um, so I think they play a patient hand here, go with a wide receiver.
1: Yeah, I really like this pick. Drake London, I think, is the top wide receiver in this class. Uh, he instantly makes the, the Falcons better. He instantly becomes their number one wide receiver because... Uh, If you don't count Drake London, the Falcons number one wide receiver is their running back in Cordell Patterson. So yeah, love this pick. London will be have an instant impact there in Atlanta.
0: And number nine, the Seattle Seahawks did not expect to see them drafting this high this year, uh, this time last year.
1: Yeah. So, uh, trading into the first round or getting Denver's first round pick, uh, here at number nine. So Seattle is going to take some edge rush at with Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, a guy that many thought was going to be the top pick in this year's draft At in the beginning of the college football season. Uh, he's kind of slipped a little bit, uh, but but I think he would uh, be a great fit in Seattle in a Pete Carroll defense where you can kind of attack. He can be used in different, different areas all along the defensive line. I think Thibodeau
0: is going to be a good player and number 10 the jets again uh i had two jets pick what picks one honor uh you gotta we're still not protecting the quarterback here uh <laughs> but we are giving the guy to uh, somebody to throw to wide receiver jamison williams out of alabama um i just i date they, they drafted uh offensive line last year after they drafted um for zach wilson so i mean yeah I think Chris Ballard drafts an offensive lineman in this spot if he's the Jets, but I don't think the Jets will do it. Um, I think they're going to go wide receiver because, uh, like we we've talked about all between when free agency kicked off and when we started to dig in the draft, that it's it's a wide receiver draft if if not anything else. Jameson Williams
1: is a really good good player, and when you think about the weapons that Zach Wilson has. It's not much to brag about. So you get Jamison Williams in there, you get Zach Wilson some some help on the outside. It's a good
0: pick. Well, and you probably see Williams go earlier um, had he not torn his ACL in the national championship game as well. You think maybe a maybe. little
1: bit, but but since because he is so far ahead on his recovery, I don't think it's really impacting it him much. Okay. Yeah, I, I still think that Drake London is is the
0: number one wide receiver, even if Williams is healthy. Gotcha. All right. uh, Pick number 11 of Washington Commanders. The first ever drafted commander. That's a lot of
1: pressure. First ever commander, and I'm going with one of my favorite guys in this entire draft, Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Guy's six foot four, 220 pounds, but he can play in the box. He can play as a deep safety. He's got great coverage skills. He's a very, very good all around player. Uh, a guy that you can use in a Derwin James type role. So I think he's going to be great for a Washington defense that that took a step back last year. But Landon Collins is out. You put Kyle Hamilton in. I think that's an instant
0: instant upgrade for that defense. Uh, Minnesota, I was torn on what to do. I think uh, wide receiver was another one I was looking at. It just didn't know if anybody else was top 12 material at the time. But also, I know how much uh, that team loves their secondary. So I have Minnesota going after cornerback Trent McDuffie uh, from Washington.
1: McDuffie's a good pick. He's a long corner. Uh, I would put him probably as my third. Best corner behind Stingley and 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 Sauce Gardner, uh, and and when you think about it, Minnesota doesn't have. I mean, they've have young guys on the perimeter, but outside of Patrick Peterson, but they haven't lived up to the hype. And and you get a guy like McDuffie in there to learn from Peterson. I think that's that would be a good move for them. All right, and pick thirteen.
0: 13. Houston, again, Andrew, wow, we're on this thing this year, these picks. Uh, Andrew, 13, another Houston pick for you. So Houston doesn't have a lot of pass rush. They haven't since J.J. Watt
1: left, so I'm going to give them one of the best pass rushers in this draft, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State, a guy that has really shown up on the scene as as being a very athletic freak and a guy that's got a lot of bend. You can see him being on the outside there in Houston, giving them some firepower on the defensive line.
0: And I would say uh, Florida State, although not a powerhouse the last few years, is still, um, outside of the SEC, a strong football program uh, that produces some good football players. Uh, pick 14, Baltimore. Is this one that you raised an eyebrow at? It yes, is it one is. you raised an eyebrow at. Okay, well, you know, hey, Baltimore, defensive football team, uh, nasty go beat them up football team, do I think, you know, they need uh, somebody for their quarterback to throw football, too? Probably, uh, but that's just not what that team's known for. I think they're going edge. George Carlafitis, Carlafitis from Peru. Carlafitis, yep. Carlafitis, yeah, of course.
1: From your favorite uh, college football team, is that right? Amen. Yeah, this 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 one did surprise me a little bit. Uh I mean he's he's a he's a good player. I just don't think he would go this high. I'm thinking more 20s, 20s to, to, to early 30s that this guy's gonna go. Uh personally, I probably would have picked a, a tackle here to go across from from Ronnie Staley to help protect Lamar Jackson a little bit. Uh, that guy doesn't need protected. I mean, he he runs around a lot and gets hit quite a bit. I mean, he was out for the end of the year. Maybe he gets some protection for him. But, I, I mean, Carl Loftus is a decent player. Uh, he's not flashy by any means, but but he, he probably he's going to be a solid pro.
0: And pick 15, Philadelphia Eagles, Andrew. See, I really like this
1: pick. For the, uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. I went wide receiver Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Uh, I think he fits very well with Devontae Smith. You give Jalen Hurts another weapon because obviously Jalen Rieger has not panned out there in Philadelphia. But then you've got Devontae Smith on one side, Garrett Wilson on the other. Garrett Wilson is a guy that just is, is speed, shifty, a guy that can catch everything. He's always going to be there to make the play. It, it gives a, a very good threat. For this, for this Philadelphia team that's in desperate need of playmakers.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'm not surprised that Sirianni's getting getting himself another offensive player either. You know what I mean? There you go.
1: I mean, they did, they did, they did, they did add Zach Pascal, but again, yeah. Zach Zach Pascal
0: is probably a third wide receiver. Zach Pascal is also he's Zach Pascal. You mm-hmm. know, nice to have on the team, but he's not. A game changer by any means, right? Um, Where are we at? Sixteen, New Orleans, and I, just if I would have told you, Andrew, that the first quarterback in the draft this year was going to come from Liberty, <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd have, you, we'd have probably said I was nuts, but I, of course, I'm the first one to pull the trigger on a quarterback for a team that needs a quarterback, uh, and I think Malik Willis is going to be the pick uh, for the New Orleans Saints. I I like
1: this pick for the Saints because um, he can sit behind Jameis Winston for I think Jameis Winston signed like a two year deal if I'm not mistaken with the Saints if I am yeah. st- stats Matt let me know stats but that that would allow Malik Willis to sit for for a couple years and and get used to the NFL game get used to an NFL offense before you hand over the reins to him so like I said I with with the move that that New Orleans made with the with Philadelphia. Uh, a couple weeks ago it would shock me if they didn't take a quarterback so and if they are i mean malik willis is is arguably the number one quarterback in this class
0: um do you think that's a dumpster fire of a situation right now new orleans saints do you think this is the fall of the saints
1: i wouldn't say a dumpster fire because i mean they still have plenty of talent i mean you got to be
0: the start of a dumpster fire
1: it, it could be the start depending on their their quarterback situation, depending on what Michael Thomas does. I mean, he's supposed to be back. Uh, they still have Cam Jordan. They still have Marshawn Lattimore. They still have some really good, good talent on that team. Alvin Kamara is still there. Yeah. But again, it's kind of like you need to figure out the quarterback situation and yeah. you don't have your offensive guru and Sean Payton there anymore. So we'll, we'll do you, see.
0: Do you think there's a possibility that Sean Payton was pushed out? I haven't talked about this.
1: No, I don't think he was pushed out. I do think that Not having Drew Brees there anymore made it a lot easier for Sean Payton to leave. Do I think Sean Payton is done coaching? No, No. I do not. I think if that Dallas Cowboys job becomes open here in the next year or two, you're gonna see Sean Payton as the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Indianapolis Colts, maybe. I don't know, maybe frankly who knows. Um I don't want Sean Payton in a Colts gear.
0: Yeah, I know you're a big time Sean Payton hater. That's fine. That's fine. If you watch this movie on Netflix, good stuff um uh where are we <laughs> your pick, pick 17 pick 17 starters uh off oh andrew your pick
1: yeah this is i loved loved that this guy fell to 17 trevor penning the offensive tackle out of northern iowa uh, a mean nasty dude that that in the uh in the senior bowl you you saw him just throwing guys around. So this gives the Chargers a guy opposite of Rashawn Slater uh, with the Chargers to protect uh, Justin Herbert for for many years to come. Stats Matt coming in clutch here saying Jameis is a two-year deal with a void year. So, again, that allows uh, Malik Willis at least one year to learn behind Jameis uh, before
0: he possibly takes over the rates. And on to pick 18 another Philadelphia Eagles pick Um, I've got linebacker Devin Lloyd out of Utah Um, Andrew Devin
1: Lloyd Devin Lloyd I've seen (laughs) you you don't know much about Devin
0: Lloyd maybe no better all-around linebacker in the class
1: Devin Lloyd reminds me a lot of Darius Leonard can move sideline to sideline very fast linebacker great tackler and 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 I'm not sure. You probably didn't watch the the combine, but they had uh, Giovanni, the podcaster, who we love. They love had him Gio. on a- NFL Network, and he said, Howie, for the love of God, get us a linebacker.
0: So you answer the prayers, you get the Philadelphia Eagles, a linebacker. Hey, people, tweet at Gio. Let him know I did this for him. Um, hey, earned a 90.2 grade from PFF. It's pretty good. <laughs> you and, pretty and PFF, man. You know what? Let's face it. Listen, it's not a lot the Bible. Of, it's not the Bible. Not the Bible, but they got a lot of info. They got a lot of stats. Hey, and we're moving towards the analytics. Um, if you're still listening to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, etc., we appreciate you and we love you. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. But also, you're missing out if you're just not watching on YouTube. Um, watching them, watch and listen two different experiences um on to 19 another new orleans pick uh this first round is quite boring honest god this draft is boring i mean let's be realistic here eh.
1: I I feel like there's not going to be as much movement towards the top, but I think once we get to the middle round, especially when we're doing our live stream, there's going to be some movement. So that'll be interesting for us. 19 new Orleans gets some more help on the offensive side of the ball. Chris Olave out of Ohio state, a guy that I think fits really well with Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, not necessarily the deep threat, the more underneath possession wide receiver that can get you a first down. Chris Olave has got that deep speed and, and that deep ability to, to win over the top. So I think him on one side Thomas on the other I think that's a really good pairing for the New Orleans Saints
0: and then we move along to number 20 Pittsburgh I referenced our good friend Josh Carney for this pick uh he's thinking Willis but if Willis is not there he's still convinced the Pittsburgh Steelers are going quarterback he writes about the Steelers he's kind of our boss you know as we (laughs) talked about last week um Josh Carney at Josh Carney, whatever, uh, on Twitter, you know, he was on there last week. I don't need to throw it out there again. Uh, he's convinced uh quarterback and he said, Hey, wouldn't be surprised if we went uh quarterback Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. Andrew, will you, <laughs> I watched a little, of the, a little bit of that, uh, what, what's that show? The last you last chance you mm-hmm. is that where is Ritter the quarterback from the last chance you did he end up transferring? No, okay. absolutely. He looks not. Just like the guy
1: Desmond Ritter is one of the winningest quarterbacks in college football history, a four year starter at Cincinnati. And I think he lost a total of five games. Do you his know what I'm talking career. about? Last chance you. Yeah. The guy who you're the, talking him about. And Ritter look alike, right? Well, I mean a little bit, I wouldn't okay. say that really, but, but I'll let you, I'll let you think that I personally, I love Desmond Ritter. I I've watched all of his film and I think Desmond Ritter would be great in a Frank Reich offense. This was before Matt Ryan came, uh, but I thought if if the Colts don't get a quarterback and he's there at 42, I would love for Desmond Ritter to be a Colt. He's got size. He's got athleticism. He's got the arm. He has some accuracy issues, but I, watching the film, I think they can be cleaned up. I mean, I, I, I thought that if you were going to pick a quarterback for the Steelers, you were going to go Kenny Pickett out of pit. But hey, Desmond Ritter, no problem with that pick
0: where's the how guy go S- sam Hal?
1: sam how uh, probably, yeah, se- probably second round okay pff rank number two uh-huh. big board 34 though who knows you and pff i swear
0: <laughs> that's just what i'm using right now andrew for some assistance all right listen i've hey, been
1: studying it like you have 20 um, 21 new uh New England Patriots. Oh, I, I had some trouble with this one. I, this is probably the one that took me the longest. Cause I thought maybe they could go offensive line. Maybe they could go cornerback, but Bill Belichick loves linebackers and a guy that is soaring up draft boards right now, linebacker Quay Walker out of Georgia. I think that he's going to go before Nakobe Dean out of Georgia, He's he's just a freak. Again, a freak athlete could move sideline to sideline, and Bill Belichick loves those type of guys. He can play all over the place on the defense. So I went with Quay Walker.
0: All right, let's move it along here, Andrew. Twenty-two, Green Bay. I went wide receiver, Sky Moore, Western Michigan, losing their best receiver. Um, I just think this makes a lot of sense. Them go to wide receiver, Sky Moore. Uh, honestly, He'll probably draft
1: quarterback. Honestly, I got Sky Moore. I could see him going to the Colts at forty-two. I really could. If he starts to slip a little bit, Sky Moore very well could be the pigs. That's who Zach put as his 42, 42nd pick. We'll get to mine here in a bit, but uh, I, I like Sky Moore's game. I think he would fit really nicely against uh, next to Michael Pittman.
0: If he gets uh drafted to the Colts, you are obligated to buy a jersey.
1: Yeah, I should probably get a Kenny Moore jersey as well. Just get all the Moors. Mm,
0: that's a good call, but he's more the second. So
1: I could okay. get more and more the second. Anyways, Ooh, 23, 23, Arizona. This one was a little tough as well because I thought about wide receiver uh just because they lost Christian Kirk. But I ended up going with a the massive six foot five, three hundred and forty pound monster. That is Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia, a guy that really clogs the middle of that defensive line. Remember, they lost Chandler Jones. So they they do have. Okay. Uh, some some holes to fill along that defensive line not the same position but Jordan Davis can be just a massive clog in the center of that line
0: and 24 Dallas center Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa probably best center in this draft by far uh Dallas needs to
1: reinvest in that offensive line they're getting old they're getting injured (laughs) any position on that line honest to god
0: I just I figured interior was where to start
1: Outside of Zach Martin, uh, I mean, probably because Zach Martin can still play. Tyron Smith can still play when he's healthy, but he, as many braces as he's had on him, he looks like a a robotic man. Linderbaum's a good pick. 25, Buffalo Bills, again, another place that can go multiple different ways. Thought about the first running back coming off the board here, but I ended up going with offensive line and Zion Johnson uh, out of Boston College, a guy that can play inside, protect Josh Allen a little bit, because I know they've been shuffling some things along that offensive line
0: and i think you just got to protect the quarterback 26 tennessee offensive tackle tyler smith from tulsa i just think they are getting to the point where uh that offensive line is also same same with dallas um just somewhere they need to start reinvesting in
1: They haven't had a very good offensive line. And I think, and I mean, it obviously affected them in the playoff game. It affected Derrick Henry late. Right. So, yeah, I I think offensive line would be a, a smart decision for Tennessee. 27, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, I went along the interior of the defensive line. Uh, they, As of right now, the Buccaneers have not re-signed Nnamdi so I'm going to go with defensive tackle Devontae Wyatt, another guy out of Georgia, guy that you can place next to Vita Vea. He is more of a three-tech uh, athletic defensive tackle. You place him next to the huge Vita Vea. that's going to be a hard middle to go through
0: um 28 green bay again i'm going linebacker nicobe dean out of georgia two georgia picks in a row why'd you pick this one i was interested
1: in to see why you picked a linebacker to to the packers what was your thinking a lot
0: of a lot of thought went into it um (laughs) i just think they could afford to uh find somebody to help stop the run a little bit uh and again sec i'm a guy that the sec weighs heavy on my opinion of players and how they're going to translate to the nfl especially at defensive positions so just think that's a defense that could use some help
1: okay yeah i I mean nicobe dean i think is a fine linebacker i think he's a first round talent and i was just curious to see because i don't i don't see many mock drafts having linebackers go to green bay but who knows uh number 29 kansas city this one this one was strictly on that i mean tyron matthew is not coming back to the kansas city chiefs you need a safety and the perfect safety is dax hill from michigan a guy that can play safety and cornerback you can move him all over the defense exactly how the chiefs use tyron matthew dax hill would come in into that tyron matthew role and i think play pretty well
0: I gotta be honest, I did not like, I don't like my pick for Kansas City at 30 as well. Um <clears throat> I went to my boss, who's a big Kansas City fan. My whole company is Kansas City fans, it feels like. Um, and he said, and I and I just couldn't go with it. He said that he's and he's not ears to the ground quite like we are, but he's he's hearing rumblings of running back. I didn't love any of the running backs in this draft. Um, so and the way they've been valued lately especially Jonathan Taylor won the second round you know what I mean so uh I I pushed off running back and I went wide receiver I think he was still best available in my eyes here uh Christian Watson North Dakota State love Christian Watson
1: uh, honestly if he fell to, to 42 I'd cons I'd really consider it for any for of these wide receivers
0: if they fell to 42 or like yep Sinus, well sinus. i mean
1: there are there are some that that wouldn't fit necessarily but but christian watson is probably one of the the four guys i would consider there at 42 um big guy six foot four six foot five he ran a yeah. four three forty he is gonna have to face uh, a competition jump coming from north dakota state there is gonna be he's a little bit raw he's probably gonna need to sit which the the chiefs can afford because they've got right. Nicole Hardman. They've got Juju Smith Schuster. They have Marquez Valdez Scantling. He can sit and learn before he, he kind of enters in that starting role.
0: 31 Cincinnati. Um, I, I actually went ahead and put my thirty-second pick in before Andrew filled this one out because I knew uh the position position I picked the Cincinnati Bengals weren't going. So yeah, so
1: I went I went um on the defensive side of the ball for Cincinnati. Uh I, I really wanted to go offensive line again for Cincinnati, but but I think this one fits as well. Uh cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. Uh gives them some help in the secondary. Uh I know they they used a lot of their they, they made quite a few moves in free agency to get some secondary help last year but it's older secondary help on yeah. the outside you get someone like booth in there who can learn
0: develop and eventually be a starting corner for you in my opinion another great team to to get dbs from true false true yeah so uh 32 detroit i went quarterback kenny pickett uh from pitt I believe Andrew thought maybe at twenty I'd go with Pickett. Right? Is that what he told me? I thought uh, Pickett Pitt, to the Steelers. Pick guy, guy to the Pittsburgh Steelers makes sense to me. Um, but again, I, I I went with our guy Josh Carney. So Detroit, I, you know, I they, they can they can say whatever they want. I don't even know if they are saying it. But Jared Goff's not the guy. Jared Goff's not the guy.
1: Right. I think honestly, this is a good pick, good value yeah. pick for the Detroit Lions. Kenny Pickett falling all the way to the bottom of the first round. He's playing inside of a dome, um, which yeah. which definitely helps. Uh,
0: yeah, I I mean if, if Pickett is there oh. at,
1: if Pickett is there at 32, I think the Lions would jump all over that.
0: My brain was still on Pittsburgh. I was like, Andrew, I've seen the stadium, <laughs> it's not <a> <laughs> I think everybody knows that's one of the worst outdoor stadiums to have to play in. Yeah, no kidding all right i'd love to uh sit around and uh you know gawk at our draft picks but uh let us know what you guys think in the comments uh of our mock draft compare it to your uh friends and yours and uh, enjoy but let's talk colt's mock draft uh andrew this is obviously dream scenario another and we talked about it this is no surprise your 42nd pick mr oh i think um but I mean, we've talked about this guy already. We're, we're crossing our fingers. We have a quitty pay situation on our hands, um, in regards to a guy that could go higher, just falling and falling and falling and our eyebrows, getting higher and higher and higher hopes and dreams here, Andrew, but the 42nd pick the Indianapolis Colts select
1: 42nd pick. This is who I put in my mock draft on the site. You guys can all read that, and he's his forty-second pick in ours as well. George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia, a guy that is six foot three, two hundred pounds, runs a four-four-seven forty. He can win deep. He's a very physical wide receiver, a good run blocker, a guy that would fit perfectly with what the Colts want in their wide receiver. You get another big body wide receiver opposite. Of, of Michael Pittman. You put Pittman on one side for the underneath. You could use George Pickens on the one side underneath. He can also go deep, just like Pittman. They're both X wide receivers, but you can put them opposite of each other. No stats. Matt loves the pick. He's all on Pickens.
0: Loves the Pickens.
1: Loves the Pickens. Jesus. <laughs> so, he missed
0: it. I mean, it was right there.
1: Uh, Pickens is the dream scenario, but the thing is he, he, he could be available. There have been talks about his character, and and over the past couple of days, I have been reaching out to people and and trying to find what those were. I think we all know about when he was a freshman, the getting into a fight against the the guy in the Georgia Tech game, um, being suspended for violating team rules. From what I've heard, a lot of the character issues were from when he was younger. He has matured. And yeah. I've, and I've heard from somebody that I trust that the Colts passed him in their interviews. They don't have a problem with his character. They passed him in the interview process. So, if Andrew's the Colts, got so
0: Andrew's got some sources, boys and girls. That's what I'm hearing right now.
1: If, if the Colts have passed him in his, in the character interviews, I don't think it's any of a worry. I've heard that, that his personality is kind of like Darius Leonard's where it's fiery, passionate, um, that, that could rub teams the wrong way. So we'll see Matt, stats matt it's catching on brandon smoke screen season it's here and it's here to stay so pickens at 42 pickens at 42 would be the perfect pick for the colts and i could very
0: well see it happening on friday night and by the way stats matt uh becomes stats guest uh on friday for the draft uh so be on the lookout for the ability to see matt on camera uh i i don't know what the guy sounds like. I barely know what he looks like, you know what I mean? So uh, look forward to that opportunity to uh, allow him to come fill my void on the show for a bit. Um, Where are we at here? Pick 73. I went tight end, a position we've mentioned we need, um, and this guy is going to have to fall a little from uh, what the Indy Draft Guide has him ranked, but Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State, um, I think he fits in well uh, with what we need at the position. Uh, in regards to the ability to block, um, but also be, you know, a reliable guy, like a WWJD true, false. Am I an idiot?
1: True. I, I think Jeremy Rucker, if he does fall to 73 would be a great pick. I, I don't think he falls to 73. Unfortunately, I think we've um, got him in the fifties
0: at tight end. I would I think for, for 50- overall big board
1: yeah i would think maybe low or high 50s early 60s to mid 60s somewhere in there i think that's where jeremy ruckert's gonna go uh but big big fan of his game i put in my my mock for this one i did still do tight end but i put kate otten out of washington Mm -hmm. a guy that is is a typical Y tight end someone that can play in line really good blocker uh but he can also be a guy that that is dependable and catch a a nine yard pass on third and eight, a guy with Velcro like hands. So, uh, but yeah, I would love Jeremy Ruckert in a Colts uniform.
0: If it makes you feel better. I didn't rely on PFF for most of these, Andrew. I actually uh, relied on a guy named Andrew Moore, uh, Andrew at Andrew Moore. SI I went with, uh, I went with, uh, the position that you assumed we would go at the, you know, at the spot we're in, um, and I tried to find a guy closer, you know, a little higher, a little lower, see if we could find anybody in there. I did copy like one, but you know. That's fine. Did what I had to do. Pick
1: 122, Andrew. Real quick on 73, definitely a position the Colts could trade back from. So keep an eye on that. Oh. Um off uh 122, fourth round. I think this is where the Colts might go offensive tackle. They still, they talked to Dennis Kelly. He came in for a visit, could be a real reliable uh, swing tackle option for the Colts. But if not, Matt, will let's go out of North Dakota. A guy that's six foot seven has, I think, 36 inch arms. The dude just has. Trees, fire hoses for arms. He's he's really good in, in the run game. You can see how comfortable he is, especially out in space, um, in on screens when he's asked to pull. He's a little bit raw as far as pass protection goes, but I think we have him listed in the indie draft guide as a moldable ball of clay, and that's really what he is. He he has all of the physical tools to get everything done. I think he just needs some uh, uh, Matt. Well, let's go. <laughs> I think he has the uh, the physical traits to get everything done, just needs NFL coaching, needs to be in an NFL weight and, uh, and conditioning program uh, to bulk up a little bit. He could be a nice pick on,
0: on day three. Listen to me. If you think I'm not going to make T-shirts for oh Dang Bro and Well Let's Go, if they're both drafted this year or last year, this year, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Your boy is making shirts. Matt, Well Let's Go. Um that's amazing. Uh 159, Andrew loves this pick. Interior defensive lineman Otito Ogbonia. Ogbonia, UCLA. Yeah, I I do like the pick. I I think
1: in my my mock draft I went with Thomas Booker, uh interior defensive lineman out of Stanford, uh cuz I know the Colts have had a lot of interest in them. But um uh but I think this guy at UCLA, um Ogbon I, I even have trouble pronouncing his his last name. Um, real athletic guy, a guy that I think it can can play either or three technique or one technique. So he offers position versatility within the interior of the defensive line.
0: And Andrew, real quick, you mentioned trading back from seventy three. I just thought about this. If the guy, I mean, the Colts have have got a list of guys at forty two that they say if they're available, we're going to take them. We know that a little bit based off of uh, with the next pick, but also just because that makes sense. If these guys are here, we're definitely going to pick one of them. Mm -hmm. What if none of them are? Is that a position? Do you think the Colts give up their highest draft pick to earn more, maybe around the 73, the 50, the 60 area? I think if the right offer is there, and and
1: they don't, and or and and they have a list of guys that they think will still be available at that position, I've and, and not someone like a, a George Pickens or somebody that they they have seen fall and must get like Quiddy yeah. Pay did last year. I think it's very possible that they do. I wouldn't rule it out for sure.
0: <laughs> the end. The end of the episode with the next bit. He's a to, I take. I take. I take. Him. <laughs> <laughs> They've got. Um, they,
1: They've got quite a few guys there at 42 that I've heard they they really like.
0: All right. We're at 179, I believe. Wide uh, Andrew, your pick. Sorry. So
1: we're going to double dip at wide receiver. going to get wide receiver Bo Melton out of Rutgers, a guy that is a little bit smaller. I think he's like 5'10", um, but, man, he's got blazing speed. 4'3", uh, 40, a guy that led Rutgers in receiving the last three years, so you know he's he's got talent. And this is on day three. This is when the Colts – Typically take chances on guys that don't fit their, <laughs> yeah. their height, weight, speed category. So Bo Melton is a little bit smaller, but I think what, what gives him that opportunity is just, he, he was still, while he was still small, he was able to create sep- quite a bit of separation in the big 10. And, and I think that means something so Bo Melton while he might not be a starter Right away he's a guy that can immediately Come in and contribute on special teams Whether it's punt returning kick returning He can do both uh, a guy That can be a, a gunner if you want Him to be on special teams but But yeah I like what stats Matt says right Here he says Melton is the wide receiver Version of Heinz and that's true um, he, He's a guy that's very shifty And can come in and play the slot maybe Behind Paris Campbell uh, and, and you could see him develop but I, I I know the Colts are very interested in Bo Melton on day three.
0: I'll tell you right now, I wanted to go wide receiver at 159. uh, You and I have talked about us double dipping there. Uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't find anyone that I felt fit the the mold uh, for the typical Chris Ballard pick here. So in that in that pick range. So it makes more sense to go there at 179, um, especially with a smaller guy. Pick 216. uh, I go cornerback Isaac taylor stewart usc that one i just stole from andrew (laughs) because at this point by the way guys i mean we're just you know pissing into the wind you know and, and something's gonna hit
1: Isaac Taylor Stewart is a guy that I think fits the what the Colts look for in their cornerbacks. He's six foot two, around two hundred pounds, very long arms. Guy that fights for the ball. He he definitely needs to work on his coverage ability to to be able to stick on a roster, but yeah. he does offer great special teams play. And and again, these back end of the roster players, these later picks, we talk about it all the time their best asset is to be able to contribute on special teams. And, and Taylor Stewart was a guy that for all four years at USC played Gunner on special teams. So he has a ton of experience there. He can come in and contribute immediately. He's got great speed to play special teams. So, again, you you're probably the Colts are probably going to pick a cornerback because you need plenty of cornerback depth. And a guy that can immediately contribute on special teams if he's not playing uh, on defense is great to have.
0: Um. Well, I forget what I was going to say. So we'll, we'll go into the
1: last. We'll go two thirty-nine here. 239, seventh round. Colts still haven't addressed the interior of the offensive line. They do here, and it's a guy that I put on both my mock drafts. Guy that I really like, Cordell Volson out of North Dakota State. A um, guy that played a lot of tackle at North Dakota State, but in the in the pros, he tra- I think he'll transition to guard or center got a mean streak about him he's a big guy he's he's really good against the run he could use a little bit of help on pass protection but since he'll be inside it won't necessarily be as as noticeable because you can kind of hide that on the inside you pair him with will fries i think you have two very reliable backup interior
0: offensive linemen i was gonna say had we not gotten gilmore i think cornerbacks gonna be a little higher on this list
1: if they That's don't get if, if they don't get Gilmore, I think that Tariq Woolen um, could very well be in play for forty two. But now with Gilmore there, uh, with uh, Faison and and Isaiah Rogers probably fighting it out for that other outside corner spot, I think you can push cornerback down the list a little bit. All right.
0: Uh, anything else about the Colts draft specifically? Colts draft injury that you would like to mention? Keep in mind uh, it has been. Now one draft without uh Darius Leonard, Jonathan Taylor, um make you poop out of your ears kind of pick. So Chris Ballard's due. Chris Ballard's due to surprise us with one that just pays off unnecessarily well. Quiddy Pay, we thought would be one. Uh we were just surprised he fell where he did. Mm-hmm. We're still we're still optimistic, but this could be another year where Chris Ballard makes us, you know. hey. <laughs>
1: I, I really think double dipping a wide receiver will be a thing. Um, d- another name to watch and another guy that I really like is Danny Gray out of SMU. Keep an eye on him. Uh, and, and don't be surprised if a linebacker is picked because, yes, the Colts have
0: literally same time that Matt
1: just sent this. <laughs> don't don't be surprised because, yes, you have Darius Leonard locked up long term. He's getting paid 20 million a year. Bobby Okereke is in the last year of his deal. Yeah. Do the Colts want to dish out that money to to pay Bobby Okereke? He's a really good player, but I don't know if they're going to want to put that much money into off ball linebackers. So and I'm
0: sure we'll talk about that a lot more, uh, you know, about nine months from now, Andrew. Um, <laughs> but there's two things that can happen. Bobby can have a great year. Mm-hmm four things i guess because there's combinations of things that could happen bobby could have a great year and we could not draft anybody and he's got all the leverage we could draft somebody and bobby could have a bad year and bobby could be gone or we can draft somebody he could have a good year but we have a little leverage he has a little leverage and we find a reasonable deal um to be able to keep both
1: yeah absolutely but yeah i wouldn't rule out linebacker either so it's gonna be fun a fun two days there's gonna there's definitely gonna be some tradebacks there's gonna be some surprising picks all right and uh we'll get it all covered
0: okay moving along here that's some other colts news uh free agency tracker colts free agency update if you will i guess um andrew forgot how to write uh outlines uh offensive tackle julian davenport goes to the bears huge Sur- huge loss
1: surprise surprise matt eberflus is taking all of the best colts players with him just kidding! Thank God he's not in a Colts uniform anymore. See ya, Julian
0: Davenport. Do you think? Do you think? Uh, do you th- do you think? Uh, Irvilus sitting go- here talking to the GM. Go. What are you doing? I'm trying. I was there. He's terrible. I mean, my 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 third string guys are eating him alive. He's terrible. What? No, you're you're Iberf, signing him. Irvilus is
1: probably probably signing off on the dude. You're signing him. I mean, he took took
0: Alqodin Muhammad with him. Yeah, poor Justin Fields. Good luck. Um, yeah, we're gonna. We might talk about, we're not going to talk about the Ryan interview today. Maybe we'll talk about it next week, JT video, maybe next week. We can uh, talk,
1: talk about it on the live
0: stream. Stuff. Yeah, that's a good idea. I can't, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm truly going to be effed up. Um, hopefully, they give me the good stuff. You know what I'm uh, let's see, with the next pick, Andrew, with the next pick recap, episode three, good episode. Uh, this felt more like uh former versions of the show this felt more like uh and obviously it's draft week so it always does feel a little more interesting this week but Mm -hmm. um one of the first things i noticed and i mentioned it early in the show chris mentions basically right off the bat something about i mean he he basically said it and and they didn't even hide it on the show something about getting more picks uh he said let's get them picks essentially is what he said so like you said trading back's a high possibility um in my theory of jim or say saying hey trying to trade up and get some more uh is out the window i do think this is the one thing that you can not in a million years begin to argue that chris ballard's not an absolute phenomenal uh scouting talent and and great gm in the draft
1: yeah, this is where the Colts shine. And yeah. it's not it's not just Chris Ballard. It's it's Ed Dodds. It's all the area scouts. It's Morocco Brown, the director of college scouting. Uh Matt Turpany, yeah. the, the assistant director of college scouting. Um Mike Blue plays plays a role in all of this too. So uh uh oh and what's what's the guy, the um former Green Barrett. I'm gonna lose his name. We just Great. talked about him on yeah, just talked about him.
0: He does a lot of the uh, interviewing character. and the character building. Yep, we know who we're talking about.
1: So, it, it's this entire staff working together, and and I think the biggest thing that I pulled out of the episode that and I'm sure this is probably goes on each year, but but it was it was just interesting to see when they were going back and forth the intensity that Ballard yeah. had. It just seems different. It seems yeah. like there's a sense of urgency. Like the Colts need to come away with from this draft with players that are going to have a high impact, whether it's on offense or on defense, it doesn't matter. Whoever they draft and whoever they get on this team, they've got to have an impact and they've got to be ready to go right it away. It is our job to be right. Exactly. This they they know that they've got they've got the quarterback. They've got the running back. They've got the defensive tackle, the linebacker, the two cornerbacks. They've got a, a budding star wide receiver. This team isn't far away. They just I don't have a those. single
0: question about quarterback this year like I have the last two.
1: No, absolutely not. And by the way, if you didn't watch Matt Ryan on Pat McAfee's show, go ahead and watch that <laughs> phenomenal interview. They're, they're not far away and, and they need to hit on these picks. They need to get guys that are going to come in, contribute and, and contribute at a high level. Yeah, And I think with the depth of this draft, they can absolutely do that. But the Colts, there's a different set. There's a different sense of urgency than I've seen before from this team right now.
0: I also like Chris's quote, uh, and there's more to what he said here. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but basically those who perform make the team. That was in regards to a workout at the Colts facility with a bunch of guys. Those who perform make the team. He said, once you're in the building, it's an even playing field. Uh, And I think that's just, that's an incredible message to the young guys. I think it's an incredible mindset to have as a GM as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, they don't care where you're drafted. That as if you can come in and you can play, it doesn't matter where you were drafted, it doesn't matter how much you get paid. Whoever plays the best, that's who's going to play, and and I think that's a good mindset to have. It, it instills confidence in the young guys that that when they come in the building, if they work their ass off and if they perform, they're they're gonna they're gonna see playing time on the field. They're gonna see a big role with this team. So again. Ballard always wants to create competition. He always wants to get the best fifty-three guys on on that roster, yeah. the best the best twenty-two players out there at one time. So I don't think that's going to change, and I think that's what they're going to look for here in the draft. The Colts are definitely going to look at at need positions, wide receiver, tight end, et cetera, et cetera. But again, if there's going to if there's a, a an outstanding talent there that's not at one of those maybe top positions of need. They're still going to
0: take that player. Um, Something else I noticed early uh, during the Senior Bowl, Porsche, Jiminy, Christmas. uh, Little Bubba Ventron appearance. Doesn't talk. Uh, Brief camera appearance. I thought maybe it was just going to be one brief. I was like, there's Bubba. Uh, I just found that interesting because some of these some most of these guys that make the team like we've talked about a million times you were just talking about they are going to have to be able to play special teams and it just makes sense for him to be there i just never thought about it, you know what i mean and then i yeah. see him I'm like, well hell that makes sense that bubba's there you know what i mean it, he should get some input he's going to be using these most of these guys right uh, i just found that i don't i don't know it just like you know a chain all connected like in my brain like that makes sense. You know, oh yeah, you know.
1: absolutely. He's there. He's there scouting how they would fit on the Colts special teams, yeah. especially these guys that they're gonna be drafting in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round that need to contribute on special teams that they're gonna make make the Colts final roster.
0: Anything else on with the next pick? That was longer than I uh we usually go, but I watched it, I took notes, uh, and I think it was the best episode this year. Definitely,
1: definitely a very good episode, and I'm excited to see because the next episode is going to be showing inside the draft room of the draft pick. Yeah, what went into Always it. awesome. That's always the best episode of the year.
0: All right. News around the league, the Jaguars and offensive tackle cam Robinson agreed to a three year, $54 million extension. Good for him.
1: That basically, Takes the Jaguars out of the running for an offensive tackle early on, because so they've got Cam Robinson on one side. I think they've got um, a rookie from Stanford on the other side from last year, so they're set at tackle.
0: And the Broncos and running back Melvin Gordon—I don't know why—but uh, the Broncos and running back Melvin Gordon agreed to a one-year, five million-dollar deal. That's why five mil. Um, <sighs> I mean, he
1: had 900 yards and eight touchdowns and he, for him last year. So he he played they were pretty just well. So
0: bad that you just don't recognize that. I feel like you know what mm-hmm. I mean. That's got to be it because I mean, it, they were just bad. Russell bad. Wilson changes a lot of things. Russell Wilson changes a lot of things. People forget he's now a Denver Bronco. Uh, unbelievable, by the way, that he's a Denver Bronco. Um, Andrew. Well, people also forget. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who listen to the show. I feel there comfortable is. saying that these days. These days, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people, need to go follow uh, at a Colts podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, um, and say hi, say hello. Uh, we're about to get more active, I think, this summer on uh, social media due to the assistance of some interns, unpaid interns, <laughs> um, legally they're. Unpaid. Um, but also make sure to go check out last chance before the draft starts. The indie draft guide. Um, dollar off when you use the promo code draft. It's over 10% off. Uh, I don't remember the exact math because I don't remember the exact price, but I know it's a dollar off. It's 10 bucks. So you get a dollar
1: off, about 10%. 10%. About 530. 30. About 530. Get get the indie draft guide. And that way, when you're watching the draft this weekend and you're not sure who the Colts picked, go into the draft guide, read up a short scouting report about them and how they fit with the Indianapolis Colts. It's going to be a great resource for you this weekend.
0: Also, just hop into the live stream Friday to watch the draft with us. I may or may not, uh, maybe illegal, maybe not illegally, uh, put the draft screen up on the screen. (laughs) I'm going to be, hopefully under the influence of some legal prescription medications to help me get through my wisdom tooth pain. Uh, So who knows what I'll do? Should be a good time.
1: Hopefully he doesn't mess up the live stream, but we're going to have
0: not mess up the live stream, but I might add some goofy shit. We never know. (laughs) We're going to have me.
1: We're going to have stats. Matt, Brandon will be there. He just won't be talking. We'll have some other guests that join in and out of the live stream. Come hang out and hear our analysis. It's going to be a good time.
0: We got to be honest, Andrew. I'm probably going to at least make a visual appearance, and I may try to speak. You'll try to speak, but you, it won't. It won't go well. It's just what I do. It's just what I do. Uh, but hey, big weekend, draft weekend. Can't wait to talk to you guys on Friday. Hey, and if you're a f- avid follower, if you're commenting, who knows? Maybe we shoot you a link and you join and uh, hang out with us as well. We'll see you guys on Friday. Go Colts. Go Colts. And we're replaying it because i forgot how things work production expert this is why i need a person i'm the talent i'm 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 the producer need all the things go colts go colts
1: let this moment become a cherished memory and then remember a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel god bless you and god bless football